Do you ever wonder what it would be like to do things simply because you know in your heart it's the right thing to do? Even if it breaks, quote unquote, your character, or it breaks the perceptions of others, or it makes other people uncomfortable because it's not the norm. It's not what was expected. Well, in the series that I'm going to start today, we start to address releasing expectations. And this is something that God has been has had on my heart for a while now. And I've talked to several friends and even a couple of clients about what does it mean to release expectations? And so with that, I just wanted to share with you some of the thoughts, some of the ideas that God has shared with me. And it just really scratches the surface. It's not even the the entirety of it. It just, it gets me thinking and I hope it gets you thinking. So listen in. I can't wait for you to hear it. Hi friend. I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse, or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom, and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope, a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book, because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Hey, I hope that you enjoyed the last few weeks we've talked about identity. And if you haven't had a chance to go listen to those yet, I encourage you to go and just listen to those to see what it means to find your identity. And we didn't even touch the surface. Really, we just kind of, um, I just gave you a few ideas of where your identity sits and how to find it or begin to understand or identify if you even know who you are and how do you find your best self. Well, today I'm talking about releasing expectations. I know that I've mentioned it in several other podcasts, how we have these unreal expectations on ourselves. We have unreal expectations on others. We have unreal and unnecessary expectations put on us around from the world, from everyone, from every facet of life, from every direction. We have these expectations and not all of them serve us well. A lot of those are really what's putting us in this box that make it so we feel lost or we feel stuck. We have this idea of who we're supposed to be or who others need us to be, but we actually haven't searched to see who we truly should be. And so that's what I want to just talk about a little bit today is, you know, we're taught that we're taught a set of rules by the world. We're, we're told from a young age how to act in certain situations, how to be 
in different events. And even the order of things you should do in life. We're taught a set of expectations by life itself simply because of the rhythm of life and you're born and you grow and then you have a family, you get old, and then your life ends. We have this expectation of life that life is within the confines of birth and death. And our earthly life does, but that's not our spiritual life. That's We have so much more than just that hundred years. We also have these expectations that our friends have put on us. And this, again, not all of these are bad. Not everything I'm talking about is negative or bad. But sometimes we have to ask, are they getting us what we need? Are they getting us where we want? And so this expectations that our friends put on us, and especially family, I don't know if you have these expectations of you need to be a dentist or a doctor or you need to follow in your father's footsteps or different expectations that family naturally put on us. And again, it's because they want the best for us in their minds, in their views. And and it may not be bad, but maybe it doesn't align with what we feel or we need or how we were wired. If you are more of a creative, maybe the thought of working with processes or in order of things, maybe that makes you tense and you know that that's not how you are wired. And and that's okay. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't work with processes. Maybe they just don't look the same as everyone else's. And sometimes we even have expectations we put on ourselves based on a previous meaning or a previous situation or just from what we see in the world, how we see things or how we saw things. If we allow these expectations to dictate our decisions, we find that we may, we're lost. It doesn't align with how we feel. We're unsure of our next steps. If we allow others to define who we are and who we're going to be through their expectations, then we're never actually going to find our true selves and find what makes our hearts sing, what drives us, and how we were wired based on God, who God called us to be and who he made us to be. So why is, why is it? Why do we conform to these expectations? Do we do it out of fear? Do we do it because we don't know who we are? Do we do it because we're okay with others defining who we are? Do we do it because we're stuck? Do we do, we do it because we haven't actually taken the time to realize that that is how we're operating? based on other people's expectations and these unwritten rules that we have been following our whole lives. 
Romans 12.2 says, Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. So what is that saying? Is that we're not supposed to conform. And when we only live up to expectations, we're conforming to what others have laid before us. When we are not transformed by the renewing of our mind. And with that, I really believe that that goes along with asking yourself questions and identifying what you're doing and why you're doing it and looking for the truth behind it. And the whole point is so that we may discern what is good, pleasing, and perfect in in the will of God. Not in our will, it's not based on our desires because we all know that our hearts, our minds, and our souls are rooted in sin. It's our nature to focus on what's pleasing and comfortable. And not all of that is sin, of course, but we have deceitful hearts that will well, that will keep us stuck in places that we don't want to be or keep us lost in our identity. And we have an enemy who wants us to stay there because if we're not stepping out into who we are called to be, if we are not actually working towards being the best version of us based on God's version of us, well, then we are complacent and we are not doing the kingdom work. And so part of releasing expectations is releasing all these unwritten rules and our way of thinking based on our previous outcomes or our predisposed thoughts, maybe that way. So we have to be careful trying to conform to the expectation of others. So we were created to be different. God created you to be unique. He created me to be unique. And with that, I know that there's a word going around about your own truth and go your own way. And if you know it to be true in your heart, then it is your truth and you should live it. And that is such a dangerous place to be. We have to be aware of what truth really is. And as a Christ follower, God gets to decide what is true and what is lies. And the Bible is our guide. If we each had our own truth, then by the definition of true, it would not be real. So we have to be careful that when we're looking for truth, when we are looking at these expectations, We need to look to see why they were put in place and how they were put in place. And if they're serving us, do do they serve me or do they serve others? How did they become expectations in the first place? These are all things you just have to be aware of or you have to start asking yourself. 2 Timothy 2.15 says to be diligent to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, correctly teaching the word of truth. 
So we're not supposed to be ashamed of the things that we do. And I think a lot of times when we have these expectations put on ourselves, put on put on us from others, whether they did it or our, it's our perception that it's on us, that stops us from really stepping into who God created us to be. And in 2 Timothy, I believe it was Paul who wrote this. It says to be diligent and present yourself as to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed. By releasing expectations and doing what we're called to do, acting in a way we're called to act, and also just releasing some of the guilt or shame that people put on us or that we feel because we don't live up to what other people say we should, we don't have to be ashamed of it. If we're living in accordance to God's expectations and not the world's, then we don't have to be ashamed of what we're doing, even if it doesn't follow along with the social norm. Psalms 119.60 says, The entirety of your word is true. Each of your righteous judgments endure forever. So it's God's judgments that really matter. It's not the people around us. There are many things that I do, and I will tell you, I, I'm still fighting against being a people pleaser. I want people around me to feel comfortable and to be happy. And I'm an Enneagram one. So I want to be seen as having integrity and being right and good, I should say, not right as in correct um, or always right. But it's important to me that I'm seen as good versus bad. But who gets to decide how that scale is created or how the scale is defined or how the scale is measured. When I realize that it doesn't have to be other people who get to create that scale for me, and it really doesn't even have to be myself, which was a huge relief because the inner critic and the standards that I put for myself, the expectations I put on myself were huge, but they're not necessary. They're not how God measures me. So one of the reasons why we release these expectations is so that you're able to do something that God is calling you to do. And I don't always mean these large dreams. It could be what he's calling you to do in the moment. Maybe he's asking you in that moment to step out in fear and talk to someone. Maybe someone needs to hear a word or just a kind, a kindness, someone out of the ordinary. And a lot of our expectations, if we're in public, are to just keep to ourselves. Well, this is an example that releasing that expectation, who cares what other people think, and go and talk to the person. But he gets to allow that. He gets to shape that and he gets to set those expectations and define it. You don't have to let the people around you do that. Just because it makes them uncomfortable doesn't make it wrong. Doesn't make what you're doing wrong. Doesn't make them right. I think that as a society, we are too focused on being comfortable 
we're not we're not meant to be comfortable in this world. We're meant to be uncomfortable and not get complacent. And when we start to fall in line and follow all these expectations that are thrown on us, I think that's exactly what the purpose of it is. We kind of get blinded. We go and we just kind of hit autopilot and cruise through when that is not who you were created to be. You were created for more. But God gets to define what more is. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. In all your expectations, acknowledge him. In your own, in your understanding, acknowledge him. And don't rely on how you see things. Because sometimes we are taught wrong. Do you remember the saying, children should be seen and not heard? We know now that that's not actually good for anyone. We also know that there's times when we have pushed that or that was pushed on ourselves so much that was pushed on us as we grew that we were we were to be seen and not heard. Well, then we lost our voices. Then we lost who we were or we'd never had a chance to discover it. And as adults, we're we're scrambling to figure out who we are. You're scrambling to find out who you are, who you are. I want to know who my children are becoming. I want them to step out into who they were meant to be. But in order to do that, I have to release the expectations and make sure that I don't put on unreal expectations on them, as well as I can't let the world decide for them who they're going to be. Now I can guide them because there's definitely, there's definitely times to be more polite or there are times to hold your tongue. That's biblical too. But there's times that it's okay to start to explore who you are. We have to stop allowing others' expectations to define who we are, how we parent, how we grow, and how we're going to get strengthened or become stronger or stay where we are. Not saying that everyone else's expectations are wrong. They may just not be right enough for us. One example is when you hear the word widow, when you picture a widow, what do you think? I know that in my mind, I thought of my grandma. I thought of a little little woman who's lived her life, a great life, loved her husband, and maybe doesn't wear all black, but definitely is more modest in her color choices. We'll just say that. But overall, my picture of a widow was at the end of her life. It wasn't at age 32 with a two and four-year-old with over half her life still ahead of her. And there are times that I have, I have to redefine what a widow is based on my circumstances based on who I am and what it means for me and what it means for my calling. These pictures that we have in our mind of what thing, what expectations are there, sometimes we have to break those. We have to actually look at what they are and then decide to go against them. 
Not every expectation is there to harm you. They may be out of love and to keep you safe, to keep you comfortable, to keep you from failing or getting hurt again. And this, a lot of times I've realized why your friends have these expectations for you and kind of want to keep you where you are because it's safer there. Because they don't want to see you hurt like you've been hurt. But we know that it's through our pain that we grow. And I love the C.S. Lewis quote. The C.S. Lewis quote that says, Aslan is a lion. The lion, the great lion. Oh, said Susan, I thought he was a man. Is he quite safe? I shall fear rather nervous about meeting a lion. Safe, said Mr. Beaver. Who said anything about safe? Of course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. And that's from C.S. Lewis, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. God didn't call us to be safe. He's not safe. And we're not meant to live in a world, in a, in a life that remains safe. And by releasing the expectations, and by releasing expectations, we're allowing ourselves to be who we were called to be. And to do it without judgment, a fear of meeting everyone else's expectations of us. Everyone else's assumptions or intentions or desires for us. By releasing these, we get to try different things. We get to go through the trial and error. We get to grow. We get to become uncomfortable and get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Will we always get it right? No. But that's life is not about getting things right either. It's about growing and learning and stretching ourselves and trusting the path that God's put us on versus our own path or the one we see. Will we know the path? Well, no. Sometimes we have to step and keep stepping and then all of a sudden we need to make a pivot because we see a little more clearly. But clarity doesn't come until we start acting. We're not going to see the path we're on until we start to analyze the path we've taken. We don't start to look at the choices we have ahead of us. And we're not. And when we start intentionally making other choices, that's when we get, start to see our journey more clearly. If you're following everyone's expectations and their intentions for you, you're on a path that they have laid aside for you. And I guarantee that they're not as invested as your path as you are. And they're definitely not as invested in your path as God is. They also don't understand the depths of your soul and why you do the things you do. And maybe you don't either yet. Because if you keep listening, if you keep searching, you'll start to understand more and more about why you do what you do just by asking yourself questions. And maybe, and maybe you don't know yet, but when you start to uncover what your next step is and what expectations you need to start breaking, that's when the magic happens. That's when the clarity starts to come and you start to see how God made you differently than everyone else. God made you differently than the world. And then 
you get to go on the path that God has made for you instead of what he's made for the people who are doing something similar to what you're doing. So if we allow God to guide us, we can step out of fear as well as the world's standards. And then we get to do something extraordinary. And I don't mean that it has to be amazing. But I think that we don't really see the gravity, the depthness of some of our littlest decisions. Some of the things that when we get that urge to say something to someone, someone that need, you just feel like they need to hear it, you may not understand what that may do for them. Or even if they repeat it to someone else, you don't, you don't know the ripple effect it has. So we don't have to define ourselves by the world's standards. We don't have to do things simply because they've always been done that way or based on the role you're in, that's how it's always been perceived or that's what the job is for that role. We actually get to be creative and we get to change the expectations of others by releasing ourselves from the confines of expectations. And I don't mean that setting up expectations for ourselves are bad or having expectations for our kids are bad or even having expectations for friends when really you got to decide, is this an expectation or a boundary? But that's a whole nother conversation. But what I'm saying is that we should really look at why we're doing what we're doing. Is it serving us? And is it, is it going to help us get the results we want? I really hope that this kind of started to maybe inspire or invoke some thought. And I hope that you start looking at some of the expectations that are put on you or that you've put on others and just question why. And if you are interested in more, if you like where this conversation is going and you're interested in, okay, what does it mean from this, from the perspective of a broken spirited woman? What does releasing expectations mean? Or what does it mean to be within expectations as the broken spirited mom? Well, then tune in next week because we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what it looks like when you are broken spirited and being controlled by expectations of others. We're also going to talk about why it's important to push past these expectations to really produce something beautiful. And then, of course, we're going to start talking about, well, how the heck do you do it? How do you start releasing some of these expectations when they're so deeply ingrained? So I hope you tune in next week. And if you have any questions or comments or thoughts about this conversation or any of the podcasts, um, reach out to me at Tammy at TammyMarieCoaching.com or on social media at TammyMarieCoaching, both on Facebook and Instagram. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. I'd love to hear your perspective on this and the goals of releasing expectations, what it could do for you. So I will talk to you next week. Bye for now.